Warning, this episode does contain language. After that, he died in my arms and I just stared at her sobbing. Then Sylphen is telling me the story and his eyes seem to be glossy unlike mine. No matter how much my parents and I looked, we couldn't find those bastards that killed him. Tears streamed down my face. I was sobbing so bad after hearing his sad story of what had happened to Sims of past love. I couldn't believe that it happened, and those assholes just killed his lovers just like that. They were assholes who didn't have any compassion or love in their life with bodies. They really just killed someone because of some stupid throne? Nerve! Oh, oh my god, my voice hooked up. Senso seemed to stop staring at the ground and looked up to see my face. Did I forget to mention how horrible I look? My eyes were puffy and there was not running down my nose, so it's outsliping with the slaves on my shirt. It looked beyond disgusting, but then again, no one can make crime look good. Not even those anime chicks you see. Fucking bitches. I heard Senso snort and see him hold his mouth with one hand. I stopped taking for a second and looked at him. I was sort of concerned. For someone who looks so sad and telling a personal story like this, I'd expect him to be the one sobbing. Why isn't he? Why aren't you crying? I said, rubbing my runny nose clean. If I were you, I'd be sobbing so bad. But you are sobbing bad, Sensel said, paused, and took one good look at me. Seeing as how he just kept staring at me with those judging eyes, Sensel was going to say something bad. Well, horribly. Oh, come on, cut me some crap. Some slack. I cry for everything. I crossed my arms and felt the last pair of tears slide down my wet cheeks. Besides, why aren't you crying? Sinon didn't say anything and inhaled through his nose and exhaled out through his mouth. I watched his chest rose up and down and he slowly placed his entwined hands on his knees. He simply told me because the last thing Yero told me to do was to be happy, N not to cry over his death, never to blame myself. And he paused again, before he spoke again. He did sound on a few minutes later, to find another blonde to love the same way I did him. So you have a thing for blondes, huh? I asked stupidly, not clearly thinking of the current mood and situation. And so was caught off guard by my sudden question and stared at me. I panicked and laughed it off nervously. I was cursing myself mentally so many times for asking something so stupid as that. Gee, Bobby was right. I am an idiot who can't read the mood. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was a joke. Please don't kill me. I just didn't say anything. And then all of a sudden, grabbed my chin with his hands and made me face him completely. Seeing as how I was still crouched down by his knees, it was easy for him to do this. My face heated up and my mouth was slowly open, heartbeat increasing rapidly inside my chest. That sick feeling again. I waited with a dumb look on my face for Sensu to say something next because if he doesn't, I swear to Buddha, my blood will start gussing out my nose any second now. You know, may have told me to find another bone to love the same way I did him, but his face went closer to mine and I could smell the fresh sentiment coming from his mouth. But I, stu I helplessly stuttered. My mind was clouded entirely. It seemed as if my attention was only focusing on looking at Sensel's semi chat with soft lips. But Sensel began speaking again and then placed a small kiss on the corner of my lips. His face moved a few inches back and lay looking at his knee. His eyes narrowed and a seductive smirk was flashing around his face. I think I like this one right in front of me way more than what I did to the other. That sick feeling returned again and this time so did the blood that seemed to be 
rapidly gussing up my nostrils. Kabanari, Jesus, take the wheel. Ariane Cosmos after passing out for a bit there, and sees into what a worried look on his face. It's cute, I admit, but what worries me more is the embarrassment I'm going through. I float a red liquid on my lips and look around to find enough things to clean my face and to stop the bleeding. Nessa quickly gets up and passes me the napkins that were on the coffee table from earlier. With one, I clean my lips, and with the other, I put them on my nose and twist my nose tightly. I was sitting crisscross on the living room covered with water, patiently waiting for the blood to stop gusting out my nostrils. By waiting, I was looking at Tinsel and seeing him act as if he's really uncomfortable. He's sitting on the couch, and his leg keeps bouncing up and down rapidly. There's sweat drops rolling down his face, and all the way down to his neck, his Adam's apple keeps bobbing up and down, as if he's a, as if he's swallowing his saliva consistently, and that is kind of freaking me out, not gonna lie. You okay, Senso? I asked quietly. Senso looked at me and blinks a few times before looking away suddenly. He nods. I'm fine. Are you that so a lot of water coming out your nose? Answering seriously, I water my hand and blush again. Y yeah, I'm okay. A few minutes of silence passed by and by and by, and then I f could feel that the napkin wasn't being damped by my blood anymore. Dusting it out, I slowly removed the napkin, and once I see that no more blood coming out, I remove it, with another wiping the remains of the blood on me. By this time, since I didn't look nervous or uncomfortable anymore, and what and what is what I assume was happily chewing on a red lollipop, I grabbed my huge amount of napkins and dumped them in the nearest trash can. Walking back to the living room, I took a seat in the chair opposite of Senso. I sat down and let my body relax on the couch for a bit before sitting up straight and looking down seriously. I'm sorry. Since I stopped showing on the lollipop and looked at me momentarily. Why are you apologizing? I opened my mouth to speak, closed it, and opened again. I feel bad that you're out here pouring your milk and sin traffic stories to me, and I can't do the same. I guess I just want you to feel comfortable with me and sort of be like, Hey man, you aren't the only one with a tragic past, don't feel bad or something. I couldn't see Central face while expressing because when I was talking, I wasn't looking at him. I was looking at the diamond cross designs on the carpeted floor, hotter than the steep pale eyes. And almost like this, the floor of my shoes looked very interesting to me. I hear footsteps coming closer and notice Central stoop, so Sue standing in front of mine. My eyes widen and I look up. I see the warm, sincere smile Sinsel had on his lips, and see his eyes have softened. He takes my hand and bends down to make it easier for me to give him my full attention. I don't mind telling you this, Kaminari, Sinsel said to me. I trust you enough that you won't judge me or anything like that when I'm telling you these stories. You didn't judge me when I told you I was vampire royalty, so I knew you were someone with a kind and understanding heart. I blushed to the words and felt my heart skip a beat. His hand holding mine, despite it feeling cold to the touch, felt warm in that moment. My eyes were glued to his, and I felt extreme guilt grasp through my veins. I woke away from his face and let out a deep sigh. I do have a story that I would tell you, I murmured quietly. Sinsel looked at me. Are you willing to share it, though? Sinsel's question caught me by surprise. My eyes fretted and I felt something glossy. I bit my bottom apart and I could feel my hand tremble in his. No, that story is for another time and place. And so it doesn't say anything and I scowled my hand. My warm hand was now left cold and I couldn't tell him to keep holding it if I wasn't scared to do so. 
Yoder got up and stood in front of me before heavily walking back to the couch he was sitting in. I licked my lips and took in a breath, relaxing myself and getting rid of the thoughts in my mind. I turned to face him so and gave him a bright smile, hoping to brighten up the sunny, the sudden gloomy mood that hanged around the room. Info looked at me, only to return a bright smile with his gentle one. So what you're telling me is you covered for fucking dunce face and sucked my dick in order to what? Keep me fucking distracted like some stupid idiot? Koski baby, put the knife down. Don't Koski baby me, Kirishima Yajiro. You lied to me. Kirishima was trying his best to keep his pissed off boyfriend in check. After he found out that Kirishima had lied to him and covered for Kaminari, Bakugo was so pissed he wanted to murder both his boyfriend and that stupid of a friend of his. Bakugo found out why Kirishima was calling Kaminari to check up on him and see where the situation was going. Kirishima and Kaminari are really close and ever since that incident, they've been ever closer than before. Bakugo heard Kirishima mention something about how was your trip to the forest? Did you encounter anything dangerous? Did you get there safe? Not to mention, Kirishima also told Kaminari about the blowjob he gave Bakugo and that it worked. Now Bakugo was chasing Kirishima around the kitchen counter with a knife in his hand. I, I didn't lie to you, Kirishima mumbled quietly, his hands held in front of his body for correction. I just told you Kaminari was going to be away for a few days. Yet you didn't tell me he was going back to in the forest, Bakugo yelled. The forest he wasn't allowed to go in. Oh, Kotsky, Kirishima yelled as long as hands on the camera, making Bakugo slightly sensitive to his accent. Kamara, I didn't want to tell you because he knew you act like this. You did last time and look where that got him. Kamara was just simply trying to avoid any more problems. Huh? But that was... Kirishima looked at his boyfriend calmly. He knew Bakugo cared about the young blonde since what happened last time, but his boyfriend's methods were a bit too extreme. Kirishima understood that his boyfriend was only looking out for the blonde, so was he, but deep down inside, Kirishima knew Kamenei was going to make the right decision this time. The redhead just needed to make sure his blonde boyfriend understood that clear as day. I know, that was just on pure impulse and you wanted to protect the blonde, trust me, I would have done the same, Kirishima sighed and looked down, but... I let Kamenari go there because he found something better. When he told me the reason as to why he wanted to go, he should have seen his face, Koski. Bakugo stayed quiet and watched his Kirishima looked up again at him, and besides why he was seeing that his boyfriend had teary eyes. His face was so happy, and his eyes just sparkled so bright, I, I just... The one placed on the knife on the counter quickly and rushed to engulf his boyfriend in his strong arms. Kirishima sobbed lightly and wrapped his arms around Bakugo's body, his hands gripping the clothes tightly, his tears damping Bakugo's shirt. Bakugo sighed and whispered in the redhead's ear, I get it, you want the best for Kaminari. That was just for her to solve. After what happened to him, I guess I just sort of went all protective on him. I know, the redhead mumbled. I'm sure Kaminari will appreciate that, but if she gets fucked again, Kirishima sounds Bakugo by placing a quick kiss on his lips. Let's just not talk about it anymore. Bakugo said, Alright, whatever you say, baby.